hello there and welcome to season two episode six of construction or we got a special episode for you today this week we're doing a little segment we're going to call um deconstructed uh which is going to be us talking about our previous story ideas and uh sharing any thoughts or developments we've had as we've had a little bit of time to uh, process or completely forget about these stories that we wrote. I am one of your hosts, Anthony Wilkinson. My name is Linnea Anderson. I am Josh Robbins. And this episode is coming to, uh, this episode is coming to you everyone live on Mother's Day, um, and, which is why Paxton cannot join us. He had some uh, previous engagement with his mother and grandmother, I believe. Uh, but we are going to be uh, just doing a, doing an old school, the original crew, and we thought it would be fun. Um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I actually I think about some of the story ideas we, we've talked about quite a bit. Not all of them, because there's been some stinkers in there. But um, actually, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if there's any idea that we, has gotten that isn't... We ha one of our lost episodes was pretty rough, but most of the episodes we've done, I, I feel pretty proud of. Um, and I think they all have a lot of potential. Is there are there any episodes that stick out to you guys as your favorites? You know, some of the old ones. You know, I love those gnomes and clones. You know, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, gnomes and clones was a very interesting story. Um, I want to say it was like episode. It was. It was. It was pretty far into our season one. Um, yes, seven, maybe six or seven or. Yeah, six, seven, eight. or maybe yeah. maybe eight at the latest. But it was. Um, yeah. Because that was the story about a young girl, not a young girl, but it was a, a story about a woman who was going mm -hmm. through this apocalypse and she was part of a race of clones that had been basically created by humans to um, to perform all the manual labor that they didn't want to do. And then a genetic disease wiped out everyone but the clones or weakened them and made the huge sickness devastate the population. And the clones basically were able to start their own society. Um, and... But it's in this post-apocalyptic world where they've been robbed of their culture. They've been robbed. Like, they don't have a culture. They don't have a lifestyle. They're having to figure it all out. And this one girl is basically building her personality out of these pieces of this media she finds lying around the wasteland. And um, it becomes kind of this, this story where she is using this false reality to, to help her cope with the, the terror of the world around her. And she goes on this adventure with um, one of the remaining humans to like go back to the place where the humans are from um, with her little imaginary gnome <laughs> robot companion who is uh, helping her along the way. Uh, that, was such, that was an interesting one. I think that was one of the first ones we did that got pretty serious you know correct yeah um, where we stepped away from the humor a little bit and yeah and i mean always in there our, our ideas always had like a flair for that but like that was i think one of our more but it was always like everything we did was always either funny or like action based you know like it there wasn't there wasn't nearly as much of the philosophical debate that went into it that kind of this one almost revolved around this like philosophical concept of what it means to be um a bit more psychological slash introspective and that's you know you know deeper if you will more about like the, the story of a person's mind as much as it is about the world around it and i felt that it had a bit more uh, potential for depth yeah. I mean, everything has potential for depth yeah. including world cowgirls <laughs> cold war cow cold war cowgirls that was another great one that I one really definitely was 100 percent a comedy um 
that definitely <laughs> but that was such a fun concept because that was the one i i do love our solution because i believe that was one where we got um basically werewolf or something was one of our words and we're like well what if it's not just what does it mean to be a werewolf that was that was one i was very proud of us of how we found a workaround to where it wasn't that you like changed into the animal but how you could swap parts with an animal companion um <laughs> yeah that was like that was a fun concept that I haven't really seen done. Like that was an idea that I genuinely was proud of us for coming up with. Yeah, can you, can you rehash a bit more of it? Oh yeah, um, Cold War Cowgirl, and, and obviously, if I'm forgetting anything, feel free to chime in. But that one was about it was basically an alternate history where um, the America and the Russians um, nuked each other into oblivion basically just like nuclear winter all over the place um and it, it basically allowed for canada to become a world superpower and basically becomes this arch nemesis of yeah. um because if we remember we had the whole bit where we were making fun of french canadians for a lot of it because the main oh guy my gosh. Was a, that's right <laughs> maybe this was episode five yeah the this uh the the premise was basically that these nuclear the nuclear fallout combined with these kind of um wind storms created these cyclones that would link together human and animal companions and the the powers could only be passed down genetically um and so there was this whole bit where you know everyone this this girl was uh, i believe her thing was an eagle the american girl had an eagle mm -hmm. for her companion that was passed down from her father um who was a spy and then there's this Russian girl whose partner was a bear. Not gonna lie, we kind of have a thing for birds in this, don't we? Yeah. Was the other one that guy turned um, Nimbus? Yeah, in Nimbus, there was the guy who thought he was a falcon. Um, yeah, we got a bit of a bird thing. I mean, they're just the best fantasy creature. They're yeah. not real. Uh, they're not, of course. And so, all there, the freedom. There was also the there because it was basically like a man from Uncle type story, and then their Canadian on that was on their side had a goose companion um and then the bad guy i believe his name was like le fleur or something uh, and he was he he because his whole thing was his family like wanted to keep the the bloodline pure um but it got so mixed up that he actually was able to combine with multiple an animals because his family tree was so convoluted and messed up so he was part human part frog and part skunk i believe um and basically the whole thing was they were trying to set up we a, did that a, a drug trade that was um and basically the russians and the americans were teaming up together to um stop him um that was a funny one um though i do remember the ending was really sweet because in the end the eagle saves her by giving him her heart him giving oh, yeah. his heart to her um and then in the end it's revealed that the eagle has a daughter as well and she's able to go and and start a new team with that like there was that was a fun ending that was a that 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 was a really fun story and it was so much of it was humorous but it, it did have its moments that i really liked and it, it was a it was a pretty solid concept in my mind i think i think a lot of that world really made sense to me and like the how the how the mechanic worked and how you could how you could use it and, and it led to a lot of funny scenarios and you're talking about the one person who was like bonded with a snake it's like how does that even work like how do you skip it how do you trade your arm with the snake and or like the mouse that has like the hand of a human coming out of its paw or whatever oh my god um, that oh that yeah it was funny wasn't it just flashbacks to those experiments where they were growing like human ears on rats and stuff <laughs> yeah um what about you josh do you have do you have one that sticks out to you in your memory there aren't 
I think what I enjoy the most about any of our stories is kind of what you brought up earlier is that we find unique workarounds for things. Yeah. And so like, I, it's, 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 it's really hard for me just to like to pick one as opposed to like picking the individual moments where we went, screw this trope. We're going to try our own thing. And just, I don't know. There's not one immediately that, that sticks out to me as my favorite. Yeah. I really like the journey more than anything else. Yeah, I guess we can take a second to just kind of talk about how, how odd this process is. Because, I mean, usually you sit down and you're like, okay, like I'm going to write something. What's this? How am I going to plan this out and do this? And really what the premise of this show is based off of is this idea there's no prep. There's no, there's no preconceived notions. It's just you hear these things and you have an hour. So we can't spend too long like trying to like line out a story and pick it. Like we just basically have to just keep talking um, and hope that some of it makes sense. And eventually it all makes sense. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's been funny. I, it's always come together in the last, you know, 10 minutes or whatever before we have to call the judge like it always feels like it, there's always a this moment of not always there's been a few that like have lined up really well from the get-go or we've had a strong concept but I, I I'm I'm trying to think specifically I remember I remember Nimbus was real rough up until was, I do remember that um Nimbus a was minute, yeah yeah that one was so tough to figure out what the villain was trying to get out of this because we yeah. had this whole concept it's like okay but why why does this man care if people become animals um but when we did finally find that workaround i, I it was it was such a cool villain to me like that was a villain i could get behind and i wanted to write and like explore this idea of this like dual consciousness that was destroying itself and and like the need to like surrender your soul to be able to like take over the body like that was that was a really cool concept that kind of sprung from a place of 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 desperation yeah desperation for idea <laughs> but also just like it, i mean it was it started out as a joke it's basically we were i think it basically started out because we're like man people would probably love to be animals because everyone's a bunch of furries and whatnot and then but by the end of it it's like it was like a real it was like a real concept um and and that's and that's it's really cool when it works out. Even in our latest episode, like um, gnarly and me, um, which you know we can't we don't always come up with the best titles, but you know there's a that's a that's a marketing job more than a writing thing. I but, honestly kept the notes from that one. I've been thinking about it here and there. Yeah, I always spend like after I fin after we finish the story, I spend a lot of that week thinking about it um, because I actually had a I I th thought of a better name for gnarly and me. Well, in my mind, I, I thought about calling it like the. Um, the silent scream or the roaring whisper um, oh. because of like how the wind steals the sound. It's like, it's like an immense noise. That's also silent. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I thought that would be, and, and actually Diego, after listening to the episode, I told him I, I, the name and he was like, Oh, you should call it roaring whisper colon whispering roar because it starts and ends the same way. It's a cycle. Yeah. Um, and Ooh. yeah, and, and, and like, that's, I, I think, you know, it's not always that our ideas end up being like the, the most solid scripts, because sometimes we just have these little pieces like that's the thing. We don't have time to write a script. We have time to write a couple scenes and have a connection of how we get from point to point. And I think that we've made some powerful scenes in our time doing this, um, at least that have resonated with me. And, and as as we've been writing and pitching ideas, like there's been some moments where some things have just really fallen together really well, I think. Um, 
and I'm trying to think. Do you guys have any? Do you guys have any specific concepts or 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 little bits from things that you remember being really fun? Let me look at my notes on the wall here. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got like episodes like Chums where we did our best to like make something like for kids or like yeah. we. I, I I love our themes, our themed episodes where we kind of throw that extra challenge in there. Yeah. Sort of just that take was... it to that. Like we. But oh yeah, Chums was really fun because that was the premise for that one. Is one I believe I believe we might have been drinking when we did that episode, but also the um mm. the each one of us got to pick one of the prompts that time instead of it being randomly generated we each got to bring one oh, of our yeah. own so that was fun because each of us had a hand in what it became from the get-go it's because like you know because i was like okay i want to i want i think i chose dragons for one of mine and or ghosts or uh, and um i wanted to do something with superpowers ghosts and vaporwave yeah and that i was gonna choose ghosts and then you chose Um, and it ended up being a really cool that I mean that was really fun um, Chums was really fun and it also has one of our best characters which was Jumbo the non-binary sh- shrimp but mm-hmm. um, but they, yeah. there there was some great things that, that came out of that came out of that that plan because that was the one about the the animals that get the su- the sea creatures that get the superpowers and are like this ragtag group of, of superheroes and they find out that the ocean is starting to float off into space because the earth's rotation keeps increasing um and so they're basically having to like make their way to the core of the earth to like get the dragons to help them the sleeping dragons that live in the core of the planet um and how and, and on the way there their ancestral spirits again are, these like, helping them along ideas the way. And like, it's like, that's nothing. I never would have come up with that on my own sitting in a room, like trying to like think of something. Yeah, there is, there is this, this like collaborative thing that I think as we're bouncing these ideas off each other in such a rapid fashion, it lets one of us grab onto one point and run with it for a while and pass off the baton. Um, And I think that really helps it, helps it keep going. I, I think uh, here's here's what I want to do right now that might be fun because it's it's hard to like just reach out and grab random things like you know with with no thing I'm gonna we're gonna try to name I'm, here's my challenge I'm gonna see if we can name off all of them and oh, as we no. do we'll talk through kind of what some of our favorite memories are from them. and we'll kind of skip past the ones we've talked about in depth already but you guys have to remember the first one right I know I do son of the sun son of the sun nice yeah son of the sun um that was a that was that idea i think i'm so happy that was such a solid one because that was really what cemented in my mind that this was something we could do and even though it's like it's not like we have a following at all or maybe ever will but like that was such a fun time to do it. and that's when we were doing it in person on that the couch that had the hole my oh my god had to eat in it and we were like covering up with like a piece of canvas but um mm-hmm. The Son of the Sun, that was the story about the, uh, the vampires that fed off of human emotions. And based off of the emotions they consumed and how much they consumed, they basically developed their own superpowers. Yeah, that, the, some, that doctor's name or that something's color wheel oh, of emotions. Plank? The Plank's Wheel of Emotions? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was all based off of that and their whole society was formed because this whole, like, there were these opposite emotions that you could consume to, like, negate or power up. And like, oh, and then there were these powers that were mixtures we Pokemon of Pokemon type advantages. Yeah, and, like, there you could mix emotions together to, like, get different things. And so people were specialized. And then there's the, the main character's ability was that he could transfer emotion. He could give emotion to people. Um, 
because he was both human and vampire and that was oh that was also because that one was wild because that one of our words was <laughs> biblical in that i remember and yeah, it ended up yeah. being at the end the the bad guy whose name was adam was literally adam from adam and eve and it was that adam was a vampire and eve was a human and they were in love and when he mm. felt betrayed when she left he swore to to take it out on humanity for the rest of time and his whole thing was he took away emotion from people he could drain them completely of all their emotion um but what it turns out in the end is both of them actually have the same power they both can take and give emotion um that he they just each looked at it different ways because they each wanted something else the hero who is basically our allegory for jesus in a lot of ways literally the son of the son like that was the whole thing yep um he he could use that power to like give emotion and and and, to and help wasn't people. The big picture like the enslavement of those that which very much embodied one of those colors i.e emotions and were abused by the upper tier of society yeah because each of the each of the civilizations like it was basically they could harness it out of the air the emotions you know they uh could breathe it in uh, and like bring them up so like the the cities they lived in were basically designed to make the people living there constantly feel this oh oh, this or the opposite emotion because it was in constant fluctuation Mm because they learned that you couldn't always get someone to be angry because eventually they would become numb to it so instead oh and there is wasn't there anti-gravity in this and yeah i was my favorite part was was the fact that vampires were magnetic to the sun yes that's how we (laughs) magnetism was one of our words yeah because that was the thing vampires couldn't go outside because instead of being like turned to dust by the sun they were pulled towards it because like it had something to do with the energy and like humans you depleted too much of it then you eventually like you either consumed or you had nothing left in you or something to that extent. If yeah. they didn't feed on these emotions constantly from the yeah. color wheel, they would innately go up into uh, the <laughs> sun. Yeah, I thought it was just if they were out in the sun. Yeah, I, now, okay, that, that was a fun one. Now, the second episode, I'm struggling to think of them in order for certain. The second episode, though, would have been what? Uh, not Olympus, Omega. Was it Nimbus? I thought Nimbus was number oh, two. No, Omega was Omega was like episode seven. Um, well, yeah. that's the next one I remember. So there we two, go. Two. Okay, here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have I'm gonna look at the Spotify feed, but I'm only gonna look one at a time when we want to give up. Son of the Sun was first. Nimbus was the second one. Nimbus was the second one. We've talked about Nimbus. We've touched on Nimbus. That was the not no actually not too much. There was uh, Nimbus was the one where it's the it's the the old man is basically a virtual detective in this like city, basically, you know, like a Matrix style city that you can go into in virtual reality. Like, you know, I mean, it's not a too original of a concept, you know, it's done in Ready Player One and stuff like that. But his job is he solves like cyber crimes. He's like an ex police officer who wanted to be a detective but he couldn't so now he's working as a detective in this world and his whole thing that was one that we really played with the idea what i really liked about that idea was his whole he was in black and white old style detective noir but the city he was in was this you know electronic bright vibrant place and everyone could kind of choose the life and what they wanted to live and how it was in there um and we talked about this this one's a hard one to wrap up quick because it's like there's it got so convoluted in in the Mm -hmm. villainy part of it um, because basically he, he's trying to he's trying to find out his son 
starts acting. He thinks he, his son is like jumps off a building because he thinks no, he, or was it his son tries to kill someone because he thinks he's a tiger, but someone else jumped off a building because they thought they were a, a some. A I thought it was that there's this detective kind of from like the old school era, hence his black and whiteness, and then his like obsession with finding his finding out why his son killed himself. And then that led him and him killing himself or why he jumped off a building and his son was the Falcon issue. And then it's that mm-hmm. ultimate reality that he kept on having to go into and have to integrate himself into because he's like, you know, he wasn't really there for it. And then he eventually um, encounters the villain or issues with the villain or what have you that it ultimately leads to the villain who has his twin brother in his head. Yeah, because it was the whole thing that they were they were experimenting on transferring the human consciousness fully into another body. <laughs> And one of them was dying of cancer. And to save them, they basically illegally downloaded one of their consciences into the same brain. But the brain couldn't hold it, so it was slowly destroying itself. So the man was literally going mad. But he's also trying to find a new body to put it into. The thing is, though, you can't just... Our our premise was you can't just put someone into another body. Because once, well, basically once someone dies, the body's useless. You can't use it anymore. But also your consciousness doesn't want to let someone else take over. The only reason they were able to share was one, because the brother was accepting of it. And two, because they were literally like twins, like they're, they were so close that that could happen. Um, And so their, their solution was there has to be a buffer between to where they have to turn into an animal and basically lose basic human will to understand oneself, like lose human consciousness so that another mind could then take over that and overpower it. Um, and it was their experiments and that was and that was why this was happening which it was a very strange concept but I kind of loved it like that was it that like it, it, it was interesting and like the whole idea of the villain being t- literally this dual personality um, that and also like playing with how how sane is he and how much is his his mental state deteriorating just as the narrative progresses because he is literally his mind is destroying itself um, it's a fun. It's definitely a, a fun idea. Three. What was number three? Number three. Um, okay, let's try to guess. Like, okay. It's not Tube City. Tube City's That's later. Cool. I think it's much. Cool. It's not much Omega. Th- it's it's not between two walls, is it? No. No, no, no. That came it's late. It's not Gnomes and Clones. It's. I, is it? Are, are you guys? Kaiju musical. I thought Kaiju musical was. Uh, cool. It might be Kaiju musical. Let's. You guys ready to see what it is? Yeah. I think Kaiju School Musical is four in Chelsea. Oh, we're never gonna get this. Guys, we're never gonna get this one. We're never gonna get this one in a million years. This one has been erased from my mind almost completely until I saw it. Once I say it, you'll remember it. But no, don't yet. Wait. Hint. 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 This one is. I don't know how to give a hint. Um, I can tell one. It's. Um, okay, I'll give you one of the one of the themes: time yeah. travel. Oh, oh, oh! With the group character and or the what I call groups, I didn't know what else to call it in my head. Um, and yeah. there was like a, I have it in my head. Yeah. Visual. I think you know um, what it is. It it was set in stone. Yes, thank you. The time traveling elemental oh. movie that was about. Oh man, it was like very war heavy and like. Oh, oh yeah, that one was a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit Josh a looks. I think Josh still doesn't remember what this one is at all. <laughs> set in stone. It was, um, no. set what, was it, 
what was like prominent about it other than like the little group thing or like the the Um, baby of the elemental that jumped in with the time situation and went back to stop a war I mean, there was there was that. I think it was also because this was playing with it was it, specialized it was the, task force to prevent things before they happened. Yeah, because like the the basic the basic <laughs> premise, and this is actually something that it it crops up in a lot of our work. Um, I think a a theme that we we end up falling back pretty heavily on very often is this idea, this fight between technology and nature, and that was the main theme of this basically. Yeah, was these, that's right. Because that's it was right. all the people who were augmented and robotic who saw the elementals as a threat to their existence. Actually, I believe that they were trying to harness the elementals to power their cities, like was the basic premise of it. Josh, do you remember any of this? You just, I keep seeing your your eyes open wider. (laughs) I am am desperately trying to reconnect these pieces in my brain, but yeah I'm like missing half the puzzle. Yeah, and this was the whole thing is the one- The guy had an arm that was Cybertronic and, and he gets electrocuted and his, his cybernetics fail. And then there was a girl involved that was like, and she he actually got friends. caught in and there had to be like five people and they pulled him in because that one guy died right before. They yeah, to like yeah, back. yes. Yeah, and so they basically are dragging this guy along with He's them like throughout the journey. theoretically a criminal cyborg. And so it made mm-hmm. the whole story more dynamic in that like, you know, you had these humans and you have like this other thing that, you know, is powered by... Mm, not elementals i think were, yeah. were the cyber parts powered by elemental energy no i think they were just like they they were more i i couldn't tell you like this one i have forgotten a lot about i think it was maybe not yeah. one of our strongest i mean it's not bad like i honestly like i remember it's a lot of fun doing i probably just need to listen to it again but i i don't remember exactly what i think i think they're just powered by electricity or whatever but um okay. after that has to be like kaiju school musical right next up yeah, yeah. i think so Oh, uh, well, okay. We it, it, it's it, either it's the, we we we've talked about this one, so I'm not. I'm going to give us half points. It's Tale of Tube City. Is after that. Um, oh. Tale of Tube uh. City. That was that was another weird one. That was one because that we this one we got virtual reality right after we got in virtual reality. Um, but this one was actually I think one of the sweetest ones we did because it was the whole one about romance the, between yeah the that mer- girl and the almost mermaid man who was transformed mutation style you know when the city originally sunk and then the only energy that they could harness was from the oceans that's where only life was left and then there is this uh, virtual reality relationship right yeah it's the only thing is it was flipped it was a ma- it was a guy who was like the son of like the head of tube city yeah, and then right. a mermaid woman um and they they basically she gets a virtual reality headset they are able what? to scavenge one and and she's able to basically start a relationship with him in this virtual reality jazz cocktail right. lounge. It was sort of like this. That was a weird set of prompts. Yeah. That it was... it kind of got that like Russian infiltration feel vibe because she was the daughter of the leader of the Mer folk. Yeah. And he was an, an agent in the human realm. And so he didn't know that she was until she dragged him out into the tube suspended in an ocean where he's like okay well, where are you they're gonna meet up and then she's like yeah and he's like sitting and he's like i'll meet you in tunnel seven or whatever and then yeah. he's like he's like where is she and then click knock knock, like, knock on the glass and there's a mermaid yeah. there like also the end that was another one that was one of the ones we had such a happy ending because like 
towards the end it's the whole it's the epic battle it's the it's the mermaids and the tube city are, it's 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 all or nothing they are going to destroy each other and they have to be able to broadcast and and, to, and explain to everyone that they can get along and there is hope and they succeed and in the end they have this tube city where the mermaids and they can they can be together and what do they do they rebuild the lounge and it's partially underwater so she can be there listening <laughs> to him play piano they can play piano together oh like, yeah jazz jazz um, yeah yep that was that yeah that was a that was a sweet ending um after that it's kaiju city it's uh kaiju musical right well okay well we talked about cold war cowgirls so with orders way off but we talked about cold war cowgirls and then it's kaiju school musical and kaiju school musical (laughs) that was probably our funniest one this was one i actually i would recommend to people to listen to whenever they ask me which episode to listen if they were going to start out um because that was the one about it starts out like a cloverfield style like found Mm -hmm. footage of these like monsters destroying central park essentially fighting these giant like and then these like robot kaiju are fighting them and they get the the robot at the end the robots defeat the monsters they slink back into the ocean and the robots go back up into their spaceship um but while they're rampaging they destroy the local football arena and that's when we meet our main character who's a guy who just got drafted as the quarterback using um the their football arena was essentially Central Park, and yeah. it was kaiju versus robots from space. And then the humans were like these bystanders, like we're ruining our ship. But they're too big that they didn't even notice. Yeah, right. The the humans, and then one small kaiju, the loner, right? One small kaiju, the size of you know Lady Liberty or whatever. Um, <laughs> he meets this like kind of nerdy kid, and then through the power of music, through the power of music song and dance yeah because that was also the that was one where we the the MacGuffin or whatever you want to call it like the magic item basically he just stumbles on it was like this horn that let him talk to the kaiju and that was the whole thing like he could finally understand them and then it becomes like this this movie where it's him and his team are training this like ragtag group of kaiju how to beat the like elite robotic team and it's their coach is Godzilla, and the enemy's coach was Mecha Godzilla. That was a fun one. And then at the end, another fun ending, because in the end they build the huge football arena where they all can play. You know, yeah. like where the the big kaiju can play in one area, and the small kaiju, and then and the people can play in another part of it. Yeah, that that was another fun one. Um, we wrote Space Jam one and a half before we even knew Space Jam two was really going to exist. Yeah, basically. Um, after that, my guess is Omega's after that, right? has to be what else could it be omega yeah i'm pretty sure <clears throat> omega um got that percy jackson vibes on it yeah omega was one that it was such a big it was such a big process making that world that we didn't really artifact have time to do much with the story artifact uh, trains because we spent a lot of time talking about the different factions and like mm-hmm. you have like a more militaristic one and then we had ones that were you know, so it's like, and they were all trying to get Omega or whatever this artifact was yeah. that, what was the motive behind the artifact? The, um, it was the shards of Omega. They could be combined to free mm-hmm. the beings trapped in the stars. Um, the constellations oh, yeah. literally held the spirits of the things they represented. So the gods were from the time of man trapped in the stars and all these factions were trying to free their god so that they could become more powerful because right. they would be rewarded. Um, but they could use the individual shards to save lesser deities like, you know, the heroes. So like that was the whole thing where, um, you know, you would have you could have Hercules or whatever show up and all these other characters or these embodiments of it, it was basically like cowboy bebop meets Greek mythology, like um, mm-hmm. 
super, it was a super cool concept. Um, we just didn't develop the story too much because we didn't have time, which, you know, that's one of the things I don't think our job here, it, it's our episodes have, 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 have become more about like writing a rough story, but the, yeah. the premise is we're, we're building a world more than anything else. And, um, that was a, that was a very strong, I guess, more, less of a world and more of a universe, world. but, um, but I, I like that one a lot. That was a, that was a really fun one. I mean, for me personally, I find it a lot easier and everybody um, comes up with things in different ways. But like for me, it's always been easier to imagine things or create things more from like a centric or a central place, be it a character and then build the world around like a, a, a gist storyline than it is to start with the world. Like, I don't know, it's it's kind of at least it's affected like how I go about writing scripts now mm-hmm. because like I do a better job you know, um, when I have like an idea of like a character and then build a, you know, a world around that. So just a fun side note of self-exploration. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've enjoyed the fact that we roll our inhabitants as well. We don't, we don't just leave that up to us. It feels, it gives, it gives us a starting point, really. Yeah. Something to jump off of. Even yeah. The topics are all over the place. Yeah. Cause usually that is what we start out with is like, okay, so it has to have dinosaurs. So dinosaurs have to be a big part of it. Um, cause you know, sometimes we get a little bit lazy with how we include like our world events. Um, we usually keep, our themes are usually all there. Our world events, we kind of sometimes <laughs> dance around a little bit, but the I inhabitants are like a central part of it. We typically use world events as an impetus to action. You yeah. know, they, they're, like, they're usually what has, has prompted the story more than right. anything else less. And, and they, they less, they less become like the, the central impact. Although sometimes they are. Um, do you guys remember what was after Omega? Because I think it's uh, between two walls, personally. Yeah. I mean, mm. Okay. Mm. Okay. Well, it's, it's gnomes and clones, but following that is between two walls. Um, yeah. Between two walls. Ah, that was a fun one too, because that between two walls is is you just me. Yeah. That, got Samurai Jack on that. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. That was literally just me wanting more Samurai Jack. Was between two walls. Um, and I, I will say I definitely the only thing I that I it was a little bit iffy is like we don't I, I don't know if we knew enough about like actual the historical yeah, cool. significance of like the samurai and stuff like that to be writing a story about them. Um, <laughs> but it was definitely a fun concept. And I mean, it's, it's not like we were trying to like portray a historically accurate depiction of this. Um, but that was that one was one we really delved into like the individual characters of this squad yep. of samurai. Um, Non-binary shrimp. What was his name? No, this is this is different. This that's is, from Chums. That's yeah, from... Oh no no no! It was the chef that was in this. Like mom. <laughs> okay, my bad. The burly mom chef feel vibe. Yeah, there was that there's that character. Across. Yeah, and then there's the, the the captain whose parents died fighting the great fire and ice monster because this was also had the cryptids in it this is one when we had like bigfoot also was like i think a member of their team or something like that um and there's walls and then on either side of these walls there was like this you know like hot hot cryptids and then cold cryptids and then in the middle just this slice of civilization that remains and then traveling along these walls on like those carts um of like the railroad carts yeah that was one like it very much felt like a like a like an animated series is Mm -hmm. kind of what we talked about basically samurai jack um and it was that that was a really fun one i think 
if there was any of these i was like if someone's like do you want to write an animated series and i had to take one of the ideas we did i think this one would fit better than any others like i think you could really do some cool stuff with it um mostly also just because i i'm just i'm really into cryptids myself Mm. like not um, i don't believe in any of them but i think that they're fun (laughs) concepts and like it's (laughs) josh why are you looking at me like that um but Cryptids are real. Come on, get yeah, with it. Sure, but um, get with it. But yeah, the, um, that that one was a lot of fun. You guys remember what was after between two walls? Uh, we have to be about at chums at this point. Is it chums? I thought we passed chums. No, chums. Yeah, chums is next. Chums was our last episode of wow. season one. Yeah, um, and chums. We've talked about chums. That that was just a good family friendly one. <laughs> that one was funny because we had to beep out all the curse words, um, but. What we, the you, <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, do you guys remember what was after Chums? Because it's actually our. No, the, chums. I don't remember. Like what happened? That was that's where Jumbo the Wave Binary we already talked from. about Chums. No, we didn't. Not really. Like what was the gist of it? It was about like I said earlier. Like the fish had to get to the core of the Earth to get the dragons right. to help them stop the Earth's that rotation. That was so convoluted in my head. I yeah. was like, yeah. A little bit of Finding Nemo, a little bit of Dragon Tales, a little yeah. bit of who knows what else. It's a lot of a bit of fun. Um, do you guys, velocity, dragons. The, the next episode is actually from our false start of season two. Do you guys remember what that one was? Who was there? Um, us. It yeah, it was us. us. Well, I think actually we did have a, I think maybe Paxton helped out with that one. I think we had a guest host. That was the first time we ever had a guest yeah. host come on. Did he in at one or two? Oh, no, that wasn't the first one we had a guest host, but at the end, we called Paxton to be the guest judge for that episode. Yeah. Um, and that one was Follicle Flare, which was the one about the... Yes, it was. That was the one about the hair that comes to life. It was, that was the first time we got hair attack. And it was um, about the little goblin creatures that, like, their hair yeah could like they could do parkour with their hair essentially the main character was like a parkour hair goblin and it, she runs into this little boy who's like lost in the woods but is trying is thinks he's like super a super strong like swordsman ninja kind of thing and and basically they have to like work together to get him back home but at the same time they're figuring out like the humans are trying to destroy the forest and the goblin has to like try to save the day and like they figure out that the 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 goblin's hair is magical and um but if it gets caught in these solar flares it gets a mind of its own and they become these monsters and um it was an interesting story it's it's not one that sticks out to me particularly well like thinking back on it like i like i think we we wrote that one and it was fun and it has potential but like i, I there's no part of me that's dying to revisit it in any capacity really right right um, if we change a couple little things it might be it might be something that could really take off but yeah. <laughs> um and after that you know that's when we get into our season two which i don't we uh, these you know this has happened recently enough that someone can just pretty much go back and listen to them if they want but um because the first episode when we came back would have been tunnel of love right yeah tunnel of love um (laughs) tunnel of love then quacko at the disco apple orange the preventable tale of the inside sun breakthrough and gnarly and me and i I really feel like we've kind of hit our stride this second season um 
all those ideas were felt very solid to me. Um, like all of them were things that I walked away from and I was like, oh man, like that could can be you, something. Can you um, five words or less each of those? Five words or less? Um, yeah. That's a sentence to describe. Oh. Yeah, that's a challenge. Um, we, uh, gnarly, our gnarly our and topics me. aren't even less than five words. I know. That's all you got. <laughs> gnarly and me, boy and dog and God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well said. Well said. Next one. Uh, <laughs> break. Breakthrough. What was it? Was rock and roll one word? It's one word for this scenario. Rock and roll ghosts. Mm -hmm. Hurt rock stars' feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and then the one before that. Um, that would be App Orange. Yeah, five words. It just won't go together. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was App Orange about? App Orange was the AV club. <laughs> that, the AV club story where the light falls on the teacher in the end. And it's all about them trying to make Because the they were fighting so much. Um, and then... Um, fighting. Quacko at the disco. I'm at a complete loss. I couldn't even... Country, yes. country bear jamboree, are evil. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I. No, what was that even about? I actually have. I could like zero. I zero. I, that was the one where it's the animatronics come to life, um, and like the world is covered in hair, and it turns out that the country bear jamboree made a deal with the devil to like freeze humanity in time. So that they could become like the rulers of the earth, and in the end, the the disco, this group of roller skating disco ducks, um, saves the day by um, making the country bear jamboree. They play a song so funky and full of soul that the country bear jamboree grows a soul, and then the devil collects on their deal, and which I think is one of our funniest work, like funniest ways we've found to like yep. to like Who would you say resolve was a story. The, the primary driver behind that one. Who do you think is responsible for that? Who? I, I, who was kind of? I'm gonna the... go with Tony. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I like, I, I definitely, I, I remember coming up with the, the playing a song so funky that it gives you a soul. Um, that sounds like yeah. <laughs> you also brought in the country bear jamboree, and I feel like that's where it really started to come together as yeah, a concept. Yeah, we were struggling with that one for sure. Um, that was probably the hardest one of the second season, like the one it felt the most like it wasn't going to come together. Um, I still have no internal visual for that, and I yeah. usually have an internal visual for. This. Yeah, that that one that one's so strange. I I still don't know if if it would be live, if it would be animated, if it would be a book. I I don't know that one. That one is that one's weird. Didn't it would be like the Berenstein. That was the one that was the, oh. <laughs> like the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Um, the the last multimedia. We'll just go. Let's do them all. Yeah. You, know, exactly. you got to buy the book and then and then tune in live at seven o'clock on May twenty eighth and then. Yeah, I think the last thing to talk about. Um, do you guys uh, do you guys remember our our little lost episode? So uh, everyone who's listening right now who's in, who cares. Um, we actually, our season two was originally going to be all um, recorded. This is before we um, revamped the Co-Arts Co Network, the CoCast Network. 
um, and we were still producing on our own and we had recorded all these things and the editing was getting to be too much for me to handle on my own. Um, like I just didn't have the time to do it. And so these episodes kept stacking up and we ended up losing, we lost one completely. You guys remember which of that, what, what that one was? Cause I do. It was called under rock and on a roll. Um, and mm. it was basically mm. like brave little toaster meets Stephen King and it was about like this group, like these appliances that are helping these people go. And that was Siri was the Siri was the bad guy in that one, or Iris. We called it Iris because it was Siri Iris. Yeah, Iris. And like I remember, I remember suggesting that. Yeah, Iris wanted to go to the moon or whatever, or like eject all of humanity into space to like make that was like all the basically all the appliances gain sentience and like, like an iRobot scenario. Yeah, and they like were mad at the humans for like abusing them and using them and stuff like that. Um, that was a really fun one, um, but it, it, uh, there was also, I forget what it was called, Eons of Grey. Do you guys remember Eons of Grey? Yeah, I do, actually. I think I really liked that. Yeah, that was, I do. That was actually the first time we had Paxton come on and be a guest host. Yeah, um, I really liked Eons of Grey. How, what would, how did that go? Um, that... Eons of Grey, that was the first time we got Lovecraftian as one of our prompts, and it was about... <laughs> Um, essentially the premise was had something to do with emotions didn't it like people right. had emotions taken away from them or so like gray is about like not balance but something or akin to balance like because everything balances out to gray and some greater metaphysical concept here um, yeah yeah I remember I, I, the funny thing is, I, I even edited that episode, and it just never got put up. Maybe I'll drop it. We technically have a Patreon feed. Maybe I'll, th for, like, some bonus material, I'll throw that in. Because um, that was a really fun one, and I'm, I'm struggling to remember what the premise was. Because, basically, I, it, it was something about there was there was a girl who was going on this adventure through this wasteland and there was like this there was the three tiers of society there was like this like the people who were living in these shanty towns there were these roving mad max raiders and then there were these like cities these like perfect gleaming cities and i think i think maybe it was less no it wasn't about emotions maybe i think it was just like it was all like about class warfare or something like that it was a it was very interesting and then like in the end it's like the whole it had one it, the ending was kind of goofy though because in the end it just like zooms out and they're just like on a computer and like a janitor is messing with it or something but like um the eons were the gods that were like responsible for for something i just can't remember what it was there was a big there's a big part of it that i just can't remember um but that one no. that one was right. definitely okay. fun that was that one had a bit of depth to it as well but i can't yeah um, then there's the the one they've episode... all got depth <laughs> yeah the one episode I probably m missed the most that I wish we would have actually released because um, I think for me it might be my favorite one we've come up with um, was oh and then there's another one besides this one but that was the 23 hours and 59 minutes with you um, I thought that one was up no that one never got released oh uh, that one isn't absolute banger because that is the one where the guy yeah. the guy he makes a wish and basically he becomes immortal but he finds that there's a tattoo on his arm that changes every day with like a name like a name and a date on it and he's able to eventually figure out that the name and the date correlates to a person and their birthday 
and every day that person dies and then it's replaced with another and that's what basically is feeding his immortality for him to live forever a person has to die every day um and he's so overridden with guilt that he starts trying to kill himself um and that's like he's doing crazy stuff like he tries i remember very specifically there's a bit where he tries to like dive into a volcano and like um like cannonball in and in as like the volcano is going up um but at one point he's like buying a gun and he's like goes into the back alley he's getting ready to put the gun in his mouth and shoot himself when this woman's being robbed and he goes and he saves her um like Mm -hmm. the whole thing they they, the guys shoot him they think he's dead but he's fine because he's immortal he gets up and he kicks their ass and he and he saves the girl and um he's able to reconcile with himself like okay if i save one person every day i'm doing just as much good as I'm doing evil. I'm mm-hmm. therefore neutral. Like I'm not bad. So he becomes a superhero and like his whole, and so he like, he, he starts developing and fighting crime to like make the world a better place. Um, but he's still overridden with this guilt of like, of, of, you know, the people he is responsible for the murder of. But then one day he saves this beautiful woman on the subway or something. Um, and he gets her name and, he he's happy saves her and the next morning he wakes up her name is on his arm and he decides that what he's going to do is he's going to use his invincibility his 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 immortality to save her he's going to do whatever it takes to save her but in a final fantasy kind of not final fantasy final destination style the more (laughs) he tries to stop it the more the more ridiculous the powers because at first it's like she's gonna get hit by a train he he pulls her out of the way train comes and knocks off his arm um and it grows back because he's he's indestructible essentially and um and that was the fun thing was that she eventually does find the tattoo on his arm and she's like freaking out about it she's like why are you doing this like why are you obsessed with me what's going on as the situation's getting worse and worse and like people are trying to kill her and like there's robbers and eventually like a tornado is like following them as they're like driving down the city streets and it finally gets to the last like 10 minutes like there's 10 minutes we can we can we can do 10 minutes and we can handle anything and that's when like Godzilla comes out of the ocean and like oh, is yeah. like chasing out and like he's using every bit of his strength strength and and, and it's about to get her and finally in this last he's been eaten by and he bursts out like of of the monster's chest and he's defeated the monster and he goes down to her and it's mid and his 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 and his his watch goes off it's midnight he's done it he's saved her and they kiss and as he pulls away her eyes fog over and then you well as he as she pulls away you hear the the clock start to ding in the background it's actually finally midnight and she and her eyes glaze over and he takes her rushes her to the hospital she's limp and the doctor says it's a it's a heart thing it's like there's nothing oh. anyone could have done and it's like it's you know there's like and literally like the doctor says there's nothing anyone could have done and for all of his power for all of his immortality for all his strength and his everything he's wished for he is still powerless at the end of the day to save the one he loved um and it was it was such a good ending jesus like i loved that one. yeah um, so sad yeah that was really sad well because like that that was i think we also got it was um that one was one of our prompts was existential horror and yeah um, yeah i think my computer just freaked out <laughs> um sorry about that um the can you guys hear me hello Oh shoot. 
second. I think you're just hearing me for a second. Um, what's going on? Ah, I just lost audio on you guys. Um, I don't know what to do here. Here. Okay, there we go. I fixed it. I think I fixed it. I think I fixed it. Um, can you, can you guys speak really quick for me? Um, I, there may be hearing just me at this point. Um, but the, okay. oh no, um, I don't know how to, f okay, I do not know how to fix this problem. Um, unfortunately, um, so this might be the time when we wrap it up and it'll just be me talking, unfortunately, um, unless I can give me like, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, it looks like it. Um, I've tried everything I know how to do, and it is not working. <laughs> um, so, I, okay, well, I apologize, everyone, for our little hiccup here. Um, <laughs> I guess that's as good as place of any to wrap it up. Um, and since you're only going to hear me, I'll, I'll kind of do the final wrap up. Um, it's been, it's been a pleasure. I've been one of your hosts, Tony Wilkinson. The other hosts have been Linnea Anderson and Joshua Robbins. I'm so sorry that they can't do their outros today. Um, go ahead and follow us on whatever if you want to hear more. And if you want to actually listen to these episodes, go ahead and subscribe to our stuff and listen to the old ones. They're all archived on Spotify and iTunes as well as on YouTube. Uh, you can watch them all there. Um, and, you know, it, we also, our live show is, we have a live show premiering this week on Thursday. The shows are Thursday at 9, Friday at 9, and Saturday at 8 p.m. at the studio of the Sooner Theater in Norman. Come and check that out if you want to see some live theater happen. Do you guys have anything you want me to plug for you before we uh, wrap it up? No? Well... Once again, that, that's what I get. I, I'm hosting, I was hosting this episode because Shannery couldn't be here. Um, and as soon as I plugged the power into my laptop, everything freaked out. And, <laughs> and now some stuff isn't working. So thank you so much for watching. Uh, and as always, until next time, happy building. <laughs>